the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of the Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. This is the feel you won't get online. That's why we need to meet. You won't get this feeling online. Praise God. The doors are officially open. And church is on. Somebody say church is on. So make sure from now you tell everybody else. Those who are doubting Thomases, let them know that the virus is not in the church. Yeah. If you can't find it in the market, the church is the last place to find it. Psalm 20, verse 1 to 4. Let me show you what the Bible says there. Psalm 20. Give me the New Living Translation and see what the Bible says. Mandi Bokosa. In times of trouble. Are we in times of trouble? Times of trouble. It is a time of trouble. Everybody, everywhere, people are panicking. That's, that's, that's the time we're in. In times of trouble, said the Lord, may the Lord answer your cry. And we have cried to the Lord to take away this demonic plague. And I see it taken to the deep of the sea. So the Lord answer your cry. He said, may the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. You and your household shall be kept safe from all harm. I said, you and your household shall be kept safe from all harm. Verse 35. Look at what the Bible says there. Verse 35. Give me verse 2 first. May he send you help. Somebody say help. How many of you need the help of God? Where would the help come from? From where? From is he will send it your help from his sanctuary. The help comes from the Lord, but it comes through the sanctuary. So if you are sitting in the house and say, I'm watching Facebook, be there. Praise God. He will send you help from his sanctuary. I will lift up my hands to the hands from whence my help coming from the Lord. He says, I'm sending it through the sanctuary. When you came and you received the word of God, you were helped. Why? Because the thing you need to overcome, whatever is challenged around you, is faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The Bible says, we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, an innumerable company of angels, the church of the firstborn. We have come to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. When we gather like this, there is a voice that speaks behind they call it the blood of sprinkling. When we come into an atmosphere like this, the blood speaks safety. It speaks healing. It speaks health. Listen, all through this season, you will not be a victim. Your house will not be a victim. Your children shall not be a victim. Everybody around you shall not be a victim. Those who want to catch it are free to catch it. 
But for you, it shall be far from you. So it shall be in your life. Well, we are on growing in grace. Somebody say growing in grace. Growing in grace. God wants us to grow in grace. Because when you grow in grace, you grow in glory. When you grow in grace, you grow in glory. When you grow in grace, you grow in greatness. Grow in grace. The Bible said, but grow in grace. Second Peter 3, 18. But grow in grace. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Grow, 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 grow. You have no choice but to grow. Grow in grace. As First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of a word that you may grow thereby. So, we have been looking at growing in grace, and I started this teaching by establishing the fact that until you know who you are, you will not be able to grow. So, there is a, a you see, the Bible says if the foundation is destroyed, the righteous can do nothing. There is a certain foundation upon which spiritual growth uh, is anchored. And if that foundation is not there, spiritual growth is empty. What is the foundation? The foundation is that you must be a newborn baby. You must be what? A newborn baby. We'll come to it. You must be a newborn baby. It means that before now you were not born. And that is the state of the natural man. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Let's look at that in the King James Version quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. He says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man. Somebody said the natural man. So we said that until you know where you belong, you will not be able to know where to start from. So before you grow spiritually, first of all, you must know where you belong. So in the teaching where you belong, which I did two parts on online, we said that there are four groups anybody belongs to. Everybody belongs to. You belong to one of four groups. One is uh, the natural man group. The natural man is the man who is not saved. He's not born again. When we say we are going to church, we say foolish people go to church. When we say we give tithe, they say, ah, God, you can't see, you say you give tithe to. That's a natural man because the natural man wants to see everything before he takes action on it. The natural man cannot receive the things of God because they are foolishness unto him. The natural man would rather be watching Arsenal play on Sunday rather than go to church. The natural man would rather go to the golf course rather than come to church. That's a natural man. He lives according to the details of his flesh. That's a natural man. And here you are. Before you uh, insult the natural man, understand that you used to be a natural man. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. He said, and you were dead in trespasses and sins. So all of us used to be like the natural man. But you left the natural man group when you became born again. When you go, born, look at it. He said, you, he made alive. Somebody say, I'm alive. Woo, I'm alive. Say it, I'm alive. You were made alive. When did you become alive? When you gave your life to Christ, life, the Bible says, he that had the son had life. So when you received Jesus, you were made alive. You were dead before, but you were made alive. That's what we, we call born again. When a person is born again, he's made alive. And when you are made alive, it's only living things that can grow. Have you seen any dead thing growing before? Living things grow. So now that you have been made alive, the Bible says, grow in grace. Grow in grace. We can't tell a non-believer to grow because he's not, he's a non-believer, he's a dead person. But grow in grace. So 
Now, when you leave the natural man group, the first group you enter is a baby Christian group. Somebody say baby Christian group. Huh? Because you see, in the natural man you are dead, then you are made alive, born again. He that hath the son had life. So when you get born again, you become a new man. You are born again. You have left the natural man group. But the moment you leave the natural man group, you must be heading towards the last group, the spiritual man group. But this, this, there are stages. The first stage, which is a mandatory state and it's a compulsory state, and it's the state everybody goes through, is the natural man group. The carnal man group, which we'll be talking about, is not a group you must be there. Because the carnal man is not a group that God recommends for anybody. But there are some people there. You see? The carnal man, the natural man, and the baby Christian, they are all in church. The carnal man, the natural, the carnal man, the baby Christian, and the spiritual man are all in. They are all in. And (laughs) it may surprise you to see that some of them are here. I know you are not the one. Yeah. Because faith house people have been trained to be so smart. Every negative thing is manosweet. Praise God. Yeah. But by the time we go through the diagnosis and the characteristics, we will know whether you belong there or not. So today we are looking at the baby Christian group. Somebody say the baby Christian group. Paul said the natural man in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Then he comes to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Let's look at what the Paul, Apostle Paul was saying there. Now, the Corinthian church was a very great church, gifted, powerful, anointed. That is a church that every gift of the Spirit was there. If you were looking for people who give you accurate, predictive prophecies, they were there. Word of knowledge, it was flowing. When the Corinthians met like this, you, they will start prophecy. Uh, Minister Abna will start. Then the brother will continue. Then Mr. Uh, Oyezu uh, will start. Mommy will continue. I mean, they were prophesying left, right, center. That was how spiritual they were. Gifted. But Paul said, I brethren. Somebody said, I brethren. Now look, Paul is going to describe some people. And he says, I brethren. Now, in the scripture, when you see brethren, he's talking about people who are saved and born again. In the the, the pieces in particular. I brethren. So Paul is saying, when I came to you as my brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as to spiritual people. Say spiritual people. Uh But as to carnal and as to babes in Christ. So Paul is saying that when I came to the church of Corinth, I met three categories of people. I was looking for spiritual people, but I didn't meet them. I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people because where I met you, all of you were at the baby stage and all of you were in the carnal states. May that not be our testimony as a church. May faith house not be a carnal church. May faith house not be a baby church. Paul said these are the three groups. I couldn't. And he began to, you know, Paul said, I couldn't speak to you. I wanted to speak to you as spiritual, but I couldn't. Verse 2, he began to tell us why he couldn't. What did he say? Verse 2, let's read it together. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. Oh, that's a very sad state. Can you see that? A very sad state. He said, (laughs) When I came, I wanted to give you solid food. May you grow your teeth for solid food. You don't.
don't you don't give a wallet to a, a day old bone. You are a wicked person. Then you give it to you. No, 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 it's, it's, it's wrong. You, know, you won't do that. You won't do that. Even banana, you won't give it to a, a, a two-month baby. That one that is soft. Well, Paul said, I, I wanted to give you solid. Solid. Somebody say solid. Yeah, solid. There, there's... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm enjoying the service. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a certain, there's a certain anointing when it comes. I just, I just feel it. He said, he said, I, I couldn't give you solid because you were not able to receive it. So it was not what he had to give. It was what they were able to receive. And let me tell you, in every church, in every ministry, it is always not a function of what your pastor can give. It's what you can receive. When people come to my office and they have challenges. When people come to church, my office with challenges. <laughs> I know what they need, but I also know what they can see. Somebody came to tell me that uh, her, her, his rent had expired and he needed a, a new accommodation. I said, okay, it's a good idea. You need a new accommodation. What kind of accommodation are you looking for? Then he started... Uh, uh, a three-bedroom house, blah, 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 blah. I looked at him. And I knew that this boy that is standing in front of me, what he needs is a single room self-contained. And he's speaking foolishly. You know, Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I taught as a child, I understood as a child. He's speaking foolishly. But I couldn't tell him, listen, stop the foolishness and go and rent a one-bedroom self-contained. Because he couldn't receive it. He could not. He could not. Now people like that. There are some people, I just have to, all I need to tell them is that, just go and marry. But I can't tell them. Because they can't receive it. Am I complicating it? May your capacity to receive increase. You couldn't receive it. And even now, you are still not able he says, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy and strife. Look at them. Paul he says, these people are babies. And he began to describe the attributes of babies. He says, they are envious. They, they allow strife. They create divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like me and men? So when you meet a baby, these are some of the things. Babies like to fight. Do you know that? Oh, I have two of them in my house. Babies like to fight over useless stuff. Envy. No matter how many of uh, uh, apples you give them, they still want more. They want the one that, that has a, a design on it. Meanwhile, they have apple. And all of them, when you put your teeth in it, it's apple you will taste. That's babies. 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 When you are an usher and a baby Christian comes, you say, you should sit there. They say, no, I want to sit at this place. That's a baby Christian. Baby Christian. They will fight with the usher and provoke the usher. Usher. That's why I'm teaching this one. No baby Christians. You see, we don't argue with baby Christians. <laughs> we don't argue with baby Christians. No, that this one is a baby. Please go. Yeah. If you 
allow baby Christians, they will provoke you all the time. Baby Christians. Are you a baby? That's the title of my message. Are you a baby? And I know that as I'm saying now, all of you, in your head, immediately you say, no, I'm not a baby. And it's good. I said it's good. But wait for the characteristics. When we finish them, then we will know. How do we know whether or not we are a baby? A number of features are there. When you see a baby, the first thing you will see is the image you saw on our uh, on the flyer. You see breast milk. Babies depend on milk. I think they will shoot it for me. You, you, you see them. They like milk. <laughs> 18 year old, but he likes milk. 40 year old, breast milk. <laughs> 40 years, breast milk. Oh. Oh. Instead of going for some uh, banku and apple, you are, you are still sucking breast milk. That's a baby. That's a baby. He says, as newborn babies. Now, all of the accounts that describes you there, they all talked about milk. First, first two, two. It says, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Go to uh, uh, First Corinthians chapter three, verse two. It said, as you are as kind of, I fed you with milk and not with strong meat. I fed you with what milk. I gave you milk because you not with solid food. Go to First uh, Hebrews chapter five, verse thirteen to fifteen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truth of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Verse 13. Why do you need milk and not solid food? Let's see that. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with teaching about righteousness. Anyone who lives on milk. So there are Christians who live permanently on milk. You see, milk is a good start, but it's a bad sustenance. It's a good start, but a bad sustenance. You can't, you can't depend on milk the rest of your life. Haven't you seen that as we grow, then they tell us that even evaporated milk, we should not be taking more. <laughs> as you grow, your diet changes. So how come, my brother, how come, my sister, that you have been in the body for how many years now, and your diet is still the same? Still the same. You have not overcome anger. In your two years of being in church, you need baby food. You can't forgive. Five years of being under this commission, you need baby food. Because it's anger. Common emotion of anger, you can't deal with it. Anger, we have to bring it to pastor's office. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need baby food. Anyone who lives. So, you have to look at your diet. What do you feed on? What do you feed on? When you hear the word of God, do you get angry with the person who is a messenger? Or you get angry with the God who sent the word? And then the way pastor no preach, no such direction. You see, that's a baby Christian talking. Baby Christian talking. When you meet a matured Christian, every time when he's coming to church, he's expecting that God will speak through the pastor to him. That's a mature Christian. That's, he comes to church expecting. In fact, the day he comes to church and the word preached does not address any specific issue in his life, he feels that maybe God didn't speak to him that day. 
If you are in a church where the word of God addresses you, ministers to you, that, is a, that means that you are growing. The Bible says, and we all with open face beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Glory to glory. Glory to glory. It's impossible to be exposed to the word of God and remain the same. So when you have been exposed to the word and you are still the same, it's a sign that you're a baby. It's a sign that you're a baby. Baby. Number two, babies are prone to envy and jealousy. They, everything. A baby Christian can have an iPhone and when he sees somebody with Samsung, he envies it. Yeah. He envies it. He envies it. Maybe he has iPhone X and the person has a latest Samsung. He envies it. Babies envy one another. Every t- you do something for one baby and the other wants it, wants it. You must do the same thing for me. Jealousy. 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 When somebody sings and the person is praised, when you come and sing, you must be praised by all means as if it's by force. That's a baby Christian. That's a baby Christian. Jealous. Envy. Jealous. They demand a lot of attention. Lot of attention. You spend a lot of time. Babies demand a lot of time. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. First Thessalonians 2, 7. But we were gentle among you, just as nursing mother cherishes her own children. You have to be very gentle. The New Living Translation puts it this way. We weren't the message, the message. Give me the message. He said, We weren't aloof with you. We took you just as. We, we took you just as you were. You were never patronizing, never condescending, but we cared for you the very way, the way a mother cares for her children. Attention. You have to give them attention. And listen, that is something we must learn to do as a church. When somebody gets born again, we need to give them attention. They need attention and we must give it to them. Give them attention. Give them attention because, you see, when you give a little child attention, that, that child grows. But at your age, 45, you still want attention. Wow. As for me, me they pay attention. <laughs> we have to ask your age before. Everywhere you go, you, have, you want to be seen. You want to be heard. That's a baby. When you come to a place, you go to a meeting, you are not acknowledged. You feel offended. That's a baby. Attention. 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 Oh, how come a pastor didn't mention my name? He mentioned that person, he mentioned that person, and then he left me out. I think he doesn't like me. Attention, you are a baby. Baby, grow up. (laughs) Grow up. Grow up. Number four, easily offended. Can I talk about this? Easily, easily. They are very touchy. Touchy, very touchy. The least thing. They are very, very sensitive sensitive and every little thing they take it to heart hey you have to be overloaded and you get cardiac arrest it shall not be your testimony in Jesus name you are overloading your heart small heart you have kept Ariba uh, AJ inside small heart minister Abinade inside Small heart leaking uh, 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 is inside. Now you want to push pastor inside too. Your heart will break. Oh. 
<laughs> you have a talent. Baby. Baby. That's a baby. Somebody say a baby. They get offended easily. Will you be offended many times? Anywhere you go, offenses are there. There's a book I'm writing, uh, Offenses. And I said in, in introductory, I said offenses are as ubiquitous as faces. Somebody say faces. Yeah. When we say the word ubiquitous means common. It's as common as faces. You see how common faces are? They are different. They are common everywhere. You see different faces everywhere you go. Offenses will come to you in different places everywhere you go. Marry and see, you'll get offense. Am I communicating? Go and work in an office. You will meet offense there. Offense will meet you everywhere. If you are coming to church, you meet offense. You join choir, you meet offense. <laughs> everywhere. Anywhere human beings are, offenses are there. Now, what must be your attitude towards something that is as common as this? Something you face everywhere. You have to develop a right attitude to it, or it, it will kill you. That's why a lot of people have died of offenses. It's killed them. They are dead, spiritually dead. Nothing good is coming out of their lives because they're offended. Offenses come to all, but baby Christians accommodate them more and handle them poorly. Never forget it. Offenses come to all. That's what Matthew 18, 7 says. He said, woe to the world because of offenses. Offenses must come. Offenses come to all. But when they come, mature Christians don't accommodate them. They let them go. When offenses is coming, you say, offenses, there is no room here. My room is full. Bye-bye. It's going. But when you're a baby Christian, when offenses come, offense, uh, open the door, come and sit here. Tomorrow, come and sit here. The next day, sit in front. Uh, okay, you can sit behind me. <laughs> you are surrounded by offenses. You know? The next minute, the, the next minute, you have graduated from offense to bitterness. When they surround you like that, then bitterness has fall. And when you become bitter, you can be better in life. Offenses. Offenses. Handle it poorly. Offenses. You marry first year. Your husband offend you. Documented. First October. 2013. Documented. Yeah. Journal of Offenses. 2015. Another one comes. It's documented. Date, then you 10 15 p.m. Offenses. <laughs> Registering it. Offenses. You record them. Listen, if you do that, you are destroying your life. When you harbor offenses, the person you are harboring it against is free. You are the one who is dying. Offenses will come to you. Jesus said in Matthew 18 7. Let's look at that and I close. That's where all that we can get to. I think second and second, first service is where I ended. Yeah. Matthew 18, 7. Let's look at it, please. That's the first service. I was just uh, finding my level. <laughs> yeah, I was finding my level. Now I found my level. <laughs> Woe to the world. Look at it. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must. They must. Can we pray away offenses? Can we fast against offenses? They must. It means you pray, you don't pray, they will come. Do fast, 40 days fasting. The day you finish, 
In fact, as you are breaking your fast, they will present offense with the fast, the breakfast. They will come. He said, woe to them. Jesus knew offenses will come. And he told us how to handle them when they come. Look at verse uh, 15 to 17. How we are to handle offenses when they come. He said, if another believer offends you, sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. Go what? Go what? That's how mature Christians be. They go what? Privately. He said, when you're a believer offends you, what do you do? Go to Facebook and post it there. Share it on uh, Instagram. Talk to me. Is that where you send it? Or put it on your class page. He said, go to him. Because sometimes, I mean, people, I, I have dealt with some babies. Serious babies. Accusing me of something I knew nothing about. Something I could not even imagine myself doing in my sleep. He said, go to him privately. If the other person listens and confesses, you have won that person back. We'll work with this later. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again. You are the one who is offended. Have you seen that? It's not that the person has offended you. This is the thing. This is where the men are separated from the children. This thing that he did against me, and he's not even saying sorry, and me, I have to go. Ah, over my dead body. That's why you are spiritually dead. That's why you are still troubled. That's why your prayers are not getting answered. That's why business is not working. That's why your family is falling apart. Why? Because you are too natural. You are operating like a natural man. So go. If you are not successful, take one or two others with you. So that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Go. He said, and if still the person does not listen, take your case to the church. He said, before you bring it to pastor, make sure that you have dealt it with the, the person. You have not spoken to the person. And you are coming to tell me, oh, pastor, the last time, the way Minister Abena looked at me, uh, I think she has something against me. Shame on you, baby. Shame on you, baby girl. Shame on you, baby boy. 40-year-old baby. Shame on you. You've not spoken to the person. That may even have happened on the person's blind side. And here you are accusing the person. That's what he says. Go to him. And if it doesn't work, but take it to where? The church. And when you come to the church, that's where it ends. Look at it. He said, for if he or she will not accept the church's decision, treat the person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Leave the person. Leave the person. He didn't say, when you take it to the church and it doesn't work, you leave the church. You leave the church. That's what baby Christians do. When they get offended with somebody in the church, and they, they leave the church. Baby Christians. Oh, baby Christians. Lord, help us grow out of babyhood. May you never be a baby Christian. Hey, the Corinthian church, they were babies. Old. They were wild babies. Serious babies. For them, the way they were solving their matter is different. Let's read it in our clothes. <laughs> See, First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, 2, 3. I close there. When one of you has a dispute with another believer, how dare you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers? How dare you? 
Somebody say, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Two Christians, your mother, how dare you? You say you are married, you were married on the altar, and you said, I do, you will be together for life, and you are taking it to the court to dissolve it, and you are seeking pastor's approval, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? That's what he said. How dare you? That you should take a matter between you and another Christian to court? How dare you? Is that what Jesus said? Is that what Jesus said? Jesus said, go to him. When you go to him, it doesn't work. Take another person. When it doesn't work, do take a, go and tell it to the church. After the church, leave that person alone. Is that not what Jesus said? Did he say you should go to court? The Corinthian Christians, this is what they were doing. They were taking one another to court. And he said, ask the secular judge to, instead of talking to other believers, he didn't say even pastor, other believers. Verse 2. He says, don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? You're going to sit in front of a judge who took a goat. Who took a goat and uh, uh, 5,500 Ghana city bride. That kind of judge. What wisdom can he dispense? What wisdom? He said, and since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourselves? Things. Oh, Pastor, we need the wire man. The Bible calls it little things. Little things. Oh, Miss Wajimi, 10,000 Ghana City, little things. 1,000 Ghana, little things. Little things. No matter how big anything is, in the eyes of God, it's little. He can give you a thousand times more if you decide to do what He wants you to do. One of the things that in my work with uh, Reverend Bright, made me see his, uh, his loyalty and his humility was when I give him instructions on. I remember many years ago, there was a gentleman he had uh, an issue with. He's a pastor now. The guy had collected some money of his for a long time, and it was affecting him. Then he told me one day, I said, listen, forget it. Don't expect the money. Tell him that you should forget it. And immediately, he let go. Are you not free with that person today? He's free with that person. When you meet him, they can talk. They can talk. They can talk. Listen, you, you, you have to enjoy this life. Eh? Yeah. I mean, if you be a Christian who is not enjoying the life, forget it. I would rather be an unbeliever and enjoy sin than be a, a believer and not enjoy Christianity. This is the best life anyone can have. This is the most enjoyable life any person can have. And for you to enjoy it, you must live it in accordance with what is written here. Not what you think. Not what you believe. No, 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 no. It should not be like that. May the Lord help us and give us grace to grow. May you receive grace to grow. May you receive grace to grow. Bow down your heads and pray and ask God, please. Ask him to give you grace to grow. Lord, I receive grace to grow. Speak in the language of the Spirit, I receive grace to grow. I receive grace to grow. Labroco Sabadaba. I receive grace to grow. I grow in grace. I grow in wisdom. I grow in power. I receive grace to grow. Stand on your feet. I receive grace to grow. 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 Grow, 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 grow. Grace to be an ever growing Christian. Thank you. Thank you. Media team, that's good. Grace to be ever growing. Grace to be ever increasing. Thank you, Spirit of God. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. 
Father, we thank you today for your presence. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for this glorious time of fellowship. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it's prospering in every life. Thank you that we are growing. Thank you that we are growing. Thank you that we are growing. We honor you and we magnify you for grace to be ever growing. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Have you been blessed today? Pastor Afrakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afrakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afrakwa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website, www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. 7 a.m. first service, 8.30 a.m. second service, and 10 a.m. our third service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service at 6 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejekuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa's Runabout, Kumasi. God richly bless you.